0: From Newfoundland and Labrador, Canada, you are listening to Global Frequencies, Diverse Province, Diverse Voices. This program is presented by the Association for New Canadians, AMC, with funding from the Government of Canada and Government of Newfoundland and Labrador. This podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and
1: more. Welcome to week 2 of our special multiculturalism month edition of Global Frequencies. I'm Bar Walsh and I'll be your host for this episode. This week our focus on community partners. We are absolutely excited to feature the St. John's Farmers Market. The St. John's Farmers Market is a true community space which showcases local vendors, provides spaces for people to gather, organizes events and programs to reflect the needs of the community. It also offers a community kitchen, a public square, and a playground for community members to enjoy. The St. John's Farmer's Market aims to create a safe and inclusive space for diversity to flourish, which extends from its mandate to celebrate the city's history, uniqueness, cultural diversity, charm, and potential. Today, with us, we have Gareth Lloyd and Mario Connors to chat about newfound attachments and other ways the market is celebrating multiculturalism in the province. Hello, Gareth and Mario. Uh, nice to be you. Thanks for being here today. I understand that you work together on this project. Can you each tell us a little bit more about yourselves and how you came to live in Newfoundland Labrador and about your role with the St. John's Farmer's Market?
2: Well, uh, I ended up in Newfoundland partly by accident. I was always fascinated with the province and and, uh, St. John's, but I was originally heading to Halifax and then COVID happened. I just resigned my job, sold pretty much everything and I had a plane ticket and um, then I was told um, my accommodation fell through in Halifax as well so after a long back and forth I ended up on a repatriation flight I actually immigrated on a repatriation flight (laughs) (laughs) to a country I've never been to before
1: oh wow which
2: is quite a story and fortunately I ended up here through a friend who had a contact with an Airbnb and I thought well I was always interested in this in this province I was always interested in the city let me give it a go and and see what happens and I was looking at about three months to give it a try and it's now um, two years later
1: Wow. Shows you how this province is like a magnet. It just sucks you in.
3: Oh, it does. It does.
1: Thank you so much, Gareth. And Mariel?
3: Well, um, I'm here for different reasons. My wife is from here. After heat was really bad in Europe, we decided to come here. We always wanted to come here and give a try. And yes, we decided to move to move here finally. That was two years ago.
1: Two years ago. Yeah. So we've all been here a little, uh, two years or a little over, which mm-hmm. is amazing. And how about your role with the St. John's Farmer's Market?
3: So we are coordinating all the events from the Farmer's Market for multicultural events. And me and Gareth are the team. We do everything, and we are focusing on connecting people from different cultures here in these events. And Gareth, you you know, you were trying to to do a lot of things from, from St. Johnson from multicultural things. And um, he had this idea of connecting people with music. So he told me, and I was, yes, why not? Because music is something really deep in us and it's a language that speaks to everybody we don't need a language it's an international language it's a universal language so that's how we start the events applying music to them and a lot of more things
1: yes music is an international i say gift to the world because we all love music and it brings us all together so the newfound attachments program sounds really interesting our listeners would love to hear more about how this program came to be and what was the inspiration so the farmers
2: market has always um, worked really hard to be an inclusive safe space you know where diversity can flourish that's reflected very much in in the composition, the makeup of our vendors, our customer base, as well as our staff. This is very much sort of a formalization of that under a specific umbrella program. And a lot of that is down to Executive Director Pam Ansi. And you know she put the original proposal through, I think she worked on it along with um, Mimi Sharif, one of our board members. And then handed it over to us to come up with ideas on how to make it happen and run with the project and that's what we've been doing for the last few months.
1: Explain to our listeners more what is this project, what is the connection with music, what exactly is it?
2: So music is one component, you know, Mario mentioned very nicely how music is a universal language, it connects us all, but we're also looking at the other things that speak to, you know, what it means to be human, you know, food, dance, spoken word, little tagline for our project is it's through sharing our stories that we see our humanity reflected in the lives of others. And it's by creating those connections with music, dance, food that we manage to achieve that.
1: Yeah, so what type of themes, activities, performers, and guests have you featured in the program to date?
3: We had a lot of different people coming to the events. As we mentioned, music is a part of the event, but we never wanted to do something disconnected to the people. So the musicians who are there, they can talk with the people. They are part of the public, too, in parts of the events. So that's a part of the connection. We have a spoken word. People can express themselves, we have poetry. we have everything that you can imagine that can bring you a space from people and connect. So if you want to go, you want to say something that is interesting for you, tell us a story, wherever you want, that is the space to go.
1: Wow, and when does this take place? Is this every time the markets open? When does it happen? We have a fairly
2: flexible schedule. It depends on, on what other activities are happening, but mostly it's on uh, Thursday evenings.
1: Okay, Thursday evening. So if I'm a local artist or I know a local artist, they would get in touch with you and then they could do their performance on the Thursday. And then there's also an audience there to watch and stuff like that. How do you see the culture in the province changing? I'll ask you that first part and then I'll go to Mary for the second part of that question.
2: I think it's important to frame the the change in cultural landscape by looking at immigration as a whole, and uh, specifically the benefits of, of immigration to Canada. Now, Canada is, I think, tenth in the world in terms of economy. And um, you know, I
1: thought we were number one. I just. <laughs> And um, I mean,
2: it's been it's been rated in terms of quality of life as, as the best place to live, and that's absolutely fantastic. Uh, and by all accounts, it is. Except there's a slight little challenge that's being faced currently, which is that we have an aging working population, along world. with a low birth rate. So. What that's going to translate to is you're going to have a supply and demand issue where your demand is going to outstrip your supply of skilled uh, workers locally. So fortunately, the Canadian government saw this happening and put in place a really nice immigration program and to attract skilled workers from around the world to, to come here. And if you look at, at the contributions made currently, it speaks a lot to the, the role of immigration in Canadian society. You've got, I think, a third of Canadian businesses are owned by immigrants. You've got a quarter of the workforce are immigrants. So they're yeah and they're growing. And it's, that extends to the culture as well. So it's it's the new face of Canada and I think it's important to create that space where people can connect and learn from each other and integrate.
1: Absolutely, I know that we're on point as a country. Uh, we bring in a lot of newcomers every year and uh, which goes to different provinces. So I know that they're anticipating within the next five years, we should have a huge number of newcomers living in the province, which will help its sustainability as you were talking about for the future. So the second part of my question is to Mario, What is the market's role in fostering community connections?
3: When we started these events, we were thinking how to foster these connections. We are both immigrants. I'm from Spain. Gareth is from South Africa. So two different perspectives for the world, too, that we have. The plan starts to be Newfoundland is a place that a lot of immigrants came here. We, we start with the natives, the Beotuk, After we have people that was coming here only to hand, like the Inutituk or other population of native people. Mi'kmaq. Mi'kmaq, exactly. And then the Vikings came here, too. So Newfoundland is that door. It's historically that door. Door. And yeah, we want to do this utopia of connecting different cultures to happen here. Why not? We can do it now. And Newfoundland is that place. There is people from Ireland, descendants, people from British descendants, Scottish. We are talking about French, Spaniards, Portuguese that were here too. So.
1: And Mario, if I may add in, we learned uh, it's been coming the revelations the past three years that there was blacks in history in Newfoundland.
3: Yeah, you see. Time. So yeah, everybody was here, and that's what we have to do. That's the utopia that we want to to go for.
1: I love that. Now, newfound attachment is one program at the St. John's Farmer Market. In what other ways have you been celebrating multiculturalism? There's always
2: initiatives on the go. Um, we do make our space uh, available for various interest groups, um, whether th- whether through rentals or or just providing that space for them. So. We've had, for example, the Black-owned businesses that have been hosted there. We have had the Tombola Festival regularly over there, which is also fantastic. The Islamic Association used the hall for uh, prayers and uh, various other smaller activities.
1: The St. John's Farmer Market is known for being a hub in the community. What has the feedback been towards multicultural programming?
3: We had a lot of male us how would they feel to have a space, to go and feel like they are safe, they are at home, they can express themselves, they can express themselves using their cultures. We had, for example, one, one little girl that was singing Quechua, that is a language from South America, and that was amazing. She was feeling like empowered to, to do it in the farmer's market, so that's That's all the the answers and emails and people saying, thank you for doing this and giving us a space to be.
1: Are there any future events or celebrations happening at the St. John's Farmer's Market that you would like to mention?
2: Um, so we're embarking on a little mini documentary series where we're featuring 12 members of the community to share a little bit about themselves and do a performance. So we're going to do a little audio recording and video recording of that. And we're also putting together a little booklet related to that. We've got two more events uh, through March. Uh, we're hoping to to celebrate the Middle East with an emphasis on the Afghanis, uh the on, on Afghanistan and at the end of March we're gonna have a, a massive just combined celebration where we bring everybody from every culture together and have a lot of fun
3: and eat a lot of good food.
1: Wow. So will there be performances at the end of the month event?
3: Yes, we try to have performances at every event. And wow. we, we try to have locals too because that's important for us. So it's not every culture and the new culture too. So we always want everybody in all events. It doesn't matter from who you are.
1: Okay, so to wrap things up, and I'll get the opinion from both of you, To um, what do you love most about your work at the farmer's market? Gareth, we'll start with you.
2: Well, you know, I, I started my career in the creative industries, and I was always interested in, in, in the power of art, to bring about change in society. I then ended up working uh, in the public sector where I was doing that in a totally different way. Uh, It was removed from art, but you know, economic development, job creation and so forth. Immigrating to Canada, life was flipped completely on its head. And I am back to working with art, doing what I love, bringing about some sort of positive change in the world.
1: I think that we need that positive change in the world. And a lot of it is spoken through art, is spoken through music, it's spoken through the words, that we use on the song. So that's amazing. Now I'll ask you the same question, Mario. What do you love most about your work at the market?
3: So like Gareth, my background is in philosophy. So I've, I was feeling always like in my place in the market. And I want to talk about our team working there because you feel good working in the Farmers market. Like me and Gareth, we are friends with our co-workers and they take seriously all of this. It's not just they're going to do some events for multiculturalists. not they, they take seriously and they want really to do it. And they are nice people.
1: So what would you like listeners to take away from what the great work that you're both doing at the farmer's market?
2: Coming back to that little tagline earlier, you know, we, we see our humanity reflected in the lives of others through sharing our stories. One of the, one of the things we, we strongly believe in is the power of cross-cultural creative collaboration, whether that's food, music and so forth. And by getting together and and learning from people from different backgrounds, the the potential is just endless. Um, We would like people to come and engage and do exactly that and come up with new and exciting things that adds to the heritage and culture of St. John's.
3: Wonderful. How about you, Mario? I think the most important thing that we were trying to achieve is know your neighbor because your neighbor has a lot of interesting histories to tell you. And if you know your neighbor, you know him, everything is going to be easier in society and it's going to be wonderful.
1: Wow, powerful. Thank you, Gareth and Mario for joining us today. We are grateful for this opportunity to chat with you and for our continued partnership with the St. John's Farmers Market. We are also thrilled that you have introduced us to immigrant performers and artists here in the province, and we look forward to welcoming welcome you back in week four of our Community Brainstorm session. After this break, we'll chat with Eldon Husik about his involvement with the newfound attachment projects. Stay tuned.
4: For over 40 years, we have been providing an array of programming to support the inclusion and integration of newcomers. As part of our commitment to supporting newcomers to the province, we also offer diversity, inclusion, and anti-racism training sessions for businesses. Our communities and workplaces are further diversifying. Increasing diversity in our workspaces leads to new talent, but Cultural differences may also lead to miscommunication, misunderstanding, and potentially inter-office conflict. Our comprehensive cultural competency toolkit provides guidance for removing bias and developing a positive work environment. With so much happening in our world today, we know that anti-racism training is timely and essential for businesses. Our diversity and public education team are here to help you navigate these issues. We offer these sessions at no cost and can tailor the content to fit the needs of your business. If you'd like to learn more about how we can help, contact us at diversity at ancnl.ca or call our office 709-722-0718.
0: You are listening to Global Frequences. Diverse province, Diverse voices.
1: Welcome back everybody and as I promised, we've got Eldon Huzik in the house. So who is this Eldon Huzik? Well I'll tell you who he is. He's a singer songwriter originally from Bosnia and Herzegovina. He has lived and performed all over the world including South Korea where he lived for 16 years and also speaks South Korean. He has over 25 years of experience in the music industry. His music incorporates folk and rock from diverse backgrounds, and he sings in both English and his native language. Eldon made Newfoundland and Labrador his home in 2018. Welcome, Eldon. Thank you so much. We're so happy to have you here. So, as I said, we're very excited to chat with you today. We certainly want to talk to you about your experience with newfound attachments and the St. John's Farmer's Market. But first, let's talk about you and your music. So when did you first become interested in music? I believe uh, the first
5: time I became interested in music was around, I would say, my grade one. My uh, father bought me a plastic guitar at the farmer's market. (laughs) It had silk strings used for fishing, and it was impossible to tune, of course, because it was just a toy. Nevertheless, I learned to pick out melodies on just one string. So, the first thing that came to me was a melody and I worked on melodies for so long until You know, fast forward to, you know, I'm 40 years old living in Newfoundland and meeting a good friend of mine, Mr. Uh, Late, now Glenn Downey, who introduced me to Rita, the backbeat. So for a long time, I thought music was just melody, you know, I would Mm -hmm. just pick out the melody and I was born with something like absolute hearing. I can pick out almost any key of the song easily and I know what key it is in. So from that moment, I realized that there was some kind of magic in it. And the older I get, the more I realize that there's so many parts to this magic. The melody is one, beat is another, mm-hmm. frequency, you know, the way you express certain songs. My favorite trick is to take a very sad song and make
1: it happy. Oh, I love that!
5: But it goes both ways. <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> take the happy song and make it sad. Okay, <laughs> don't worry. Be proud of ha- things, <laughs> cause every little thing. Right. I get it. <laughs> but
5: because it, 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 that's what music is, just like life. It's unexpected. It's unassuming. You know, when a lot of times when a singer shows up on stage, you kind of expect expect something, you expect that they would sing this way or that way. But when they surprise you, then you realize, okay, this is magic.
1: Wow. Wow. So who or what else inspired you to pursue music performances? Again, a bit of a
5: (laughs) strange answer. Uh, It was Santa Claus.
1: Santa Claus? (laughs) What?
5: (laughs) My very first performance was uh, for a communist Santa Claus. Oh, a communist Santa Claus. Not to be confused with the capitalist Santa Claus. Okay, okay. (laughs) Back to Santa Claus, we had a a party organized by a local communist party, of course. All the workers and their children. So we would show up once a year and uh, we would all get these uh, gifts from the Santa Claus and each child would get exactly the same. That was the best part. (laughs) So it doesn't matter what... uh, You know, package what gift you get uh, because it's it's fine. If somebody steals it, you steal somebody else's. It's It's all the same. (laughs) (laughs) Mind you, they were blue and red.
1: Oh, boy and girl. Yes. Okay. I
5: was always against it. Like, why do we have to differentiate between the two? Because, you know, I I always assumed, like, when people ask me, are you a man or a woman? Well, what difference does it make? It took one man and one woman to create me. If I say I'm a man, that means my mother had nothing to do with creating Mm -hmm. me. No, I'm 50% both. And, you know, physically, of course, I'm a man. Yes. But uh, spiritually, I never, and, you know, and culturally, and, you know, I never, I didn't like those segregations. Yeah. This is why music, to me, is so important, because it, Bridges gaps between Bosnian sevdah, which is Bosnian folk music, is based on, on, on feminism. The earliest form of feminism in music and politics and religion were actually in 15th century in Bosnia, where women would sing These beautiful songs, you know, yearning to meet their loved ones. And back in the day, you know, their boyfriend would come near a window and they would just chat like Romeo and Julia. And that was the highlight of existence. And all songs were about that, sang from Julia's perspective, from the widow, rather than Romeo's perspective, who was waiting under the window. And the funny thing is that these songs were sung by men in female perspective. So we would use female pronouns, like referring to ourselves as she rather than he.
1: It was beautiful. I really enjoy that kind of equality in music. It's all about music and how you feel and stuff. That's amazing. So Santa Claus, I'll, I'll go with the Santa Claus. Santa, I'll take...
5: Santa Claus invited <laughs> us to a party and uh, he chose me from all the kids to come up on stage and sing with him. <speaking> Santa Claus is coming to town! And from that moment, I knew I either wanted to be a singer or Santa Claus.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank God you chose the singer. Santa Claus works once a year. (laughs) So in your bio, it's mentioned that you have been performing around the world and that you spend time living and performing in South Korea. How have your travels impacted your music? Travelling
5: changes you the person that leaves the village does not come back to it ever again the same so it it makes you a human honestly however I always wonder what kind of imagination does a person have who has never left their village because they imagine the world to be something so much different and truly the best songs the best books were written by people who have never left their home because of their imagination wow
1: that's Right? right they're thinking what must it be like
5: right but a lot of times you know in words of great Salvador Dali you know like do I open the door or not once you open the door yes you realize what there behind it so you have to deal with it it changes you it it challenges you in many ways because you have to learn this 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 thing called radical acceptance in order for you to truly be a part of the world wherever you are you accept it for what it is you behave accordingly and you can even change it later on i have changed a number of things around the world Mm -hmm. you know with my own challenges but in the beginning, when you go in, you just accept a new reality and you realize that the world doesn't have to be this way or that way. Or as Newfoundlanders say, it is what it is. <laughs> and that's, that's the beauty of life, that radical acceptance. So. Traveling around the world taught me that. It it helped me realize that different people feel differently. Happiness is truly the only thing that we can recognize in people's faces around the world, but everything else can be hidden. You don't know when somebody is miserable. You don't know when somebody is sad. So learning to recognize these things, you know, it takes travel. It takes being it, exposed to different things.
1: So, what brought you to Newfoundland and Labrador in 2018? I am a very spiritual
5: person. I believe uh, in the universe and the source which connects all of us. And you know what? My family used to have uh, lunch almost daily or suppers, you know? And the next to our table was a huge map of the world. So, during the lunch or dinner, I would question my kids okay, what is the capital of Zimbabwe? or can you tell me what is next to india so we would kind of instead of looking at the ipads or just at each other every day we would have you know conversation of how was your day how was your day and then boom map wow <laughs> newfoundland somehow constantly screamed out to me i felt this energetical pull really you know, when you well, look at the map yes. and you look at something and you feel that something is called.
1: Yes. And it's an island. It's it's separated from the rest of the country. Yes. I was lucky enough that I first
5: moved here when I was 21 years old. I came from former Yugoslavia, which fell apart. And I became a person non grata within my own country. So there was really no way for me to stay there. And luckily, the, the Canadian government offered me a helping head and I came
1: here. Perfect. And this was, you were already drawn to Newfoundland before you came right. here so coming here was like it was your destiny so it to speak. was
5: it was it was believe me it was even though i never filled out my own application to come here my friends filled out an application in behalf of i was called to an interview in february it took me three or four months because at that time i was touring with the rock and roll band finally the drummer said you're not going with us anymore you have an invitation to go to canada the whole world would die for this. And you are sitting on it and just playing rock and roll. Go. So I was forced the first time and I came here, graduated from university and I wanted to learn more about the world. I was really interested in Buddhism because it is something that kind of would bring in to my young. I've already been exposed to Islam, to Roman uh, Catholicism. In my family is half Muslim, half Roman Catholic. And I lived with Orthodox Christians playing Jewish music as well. So I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm What okay. a combination. <laughs> I was...
1: Well rounded.
5: Fairly rounded in European ways. Yeah. But you know, learning learning Buddhism, learning this thing from completely different way of thinking there, it, it helped me to become a we rather than I. Mm. I started thinking differently. I started thinking more in a collective term. Yeah. Uh, which is why every time I play, I say my stage is your stage. I always invite people. I love collaborations. Wow.
1: Because anything can happen. Two is always better than one. It's true. Definitely true. So what has been challenging about you living in this province? And what do you love about living here? My
5: favorite part about this place is probably the weather. Because it is the great equalizer. The rich and the poor suffer the same.
1: Okay, good. (laughs) Now I understand. I was like, weather? But I get it. We all
5: become Newfoundlanders because of the weather and because of the place. So having that, you know, my grandmother used to say, when everything is perfect in your life, put a pebble in your shoe. Yeah. So the weather is always an obstacle to absolutely everything. It is. It is. And it it, it creates that like even play field, the playground. And I love that.
1: Absolutely. I like like that answer. Well, you know, we're fortunate to have you here with us to talk about performing in multicultural spaces from the artist's perspective. We are especially interested in your experience navigating the music scene in Newfoundland and Labrador and about your involvement with newfound attachments. So how did you first learn about the St. John's farmer's market?
5: The moment I realized that the farmers market was going to open was the moment I realized that music would be a perfect match. I remember for, for years I performed for South Korean government and they would used to place us in these traditional farmers market in South Korea. Now, if you're not from South Korea, if you're playing next to a whole bunch of pig's heads, next to you yeah. or you know fishes swimming mm-hmm. and everything it, the, the smell mm-hmm. is absolutely amazing and it is something that you're kind of born with it and it's fine to you but when you as a foreigner go to some kind of market like that and you're performing music and you realize that the clashes of civilizations of cultures yet everything sort of makes sense
1: mm-hmm.
5: That kind of idea led me to actually go to market and pitch my own idea. This is what I wanted to do. Really? Right. To have these kind of performances there. So we started slowly with just kind of performing here and there. And then I was extremely lucky to actually met Garrett and Mario. Garrett comes from South Africa. Mario comes from Spain. And they are the ones in charge of organizing music for St. John's Farmer's Market. And they hire people from Bosnia, from Brazil, from Newfoundland as well. I mean, we have Mr. Kelly Russell performed with us the other night. So that was amazing too, to have, you know, one of the most sought after musicians in Newfoundland, somebody who is a legend, legend. Mr. Kelly Russell is a legend here. He would come to market and play music with me. And that was just brilliant. I would always say, Garrett, God has sent you here. I am not being religious. I'm using God in a kind of
1: spiritual way. But
5: the universe brings people to place. That's
1: right. That's right. Um, I, it's what you put out there um, and what you want, you actually receive it. You don't know how or when, but it just happens in that moment. So why do you think that it's important to have dedicated spaces like the St. John's Farmer's Market to celebrate and feature multicultural performers, artisans, chefs, and so on?
5: For those of you who haven't visited the market, I strongly recommend you go there on a Saturday afternoon. Your soul will be fed. The energy of that place is amazing. You walk in and you have a whole bunch of different food vendors from around the world, a whole bunch of artist vendors selling absolutely everything. Soaps, perfumes, preserves, gems, and everyone is there with kind of an open mind and an open heart. The space itself is so well designed that it promotes well-being. I love that fact about it. Sometimes you go to a space or a venue and you just feel negative energy because there's jealousy, there is envy or something like that. The, the beauty of St. John's Market is that it's an open concept market. So everyone is welcome.
3: Wow,
1: that's a good feeling. That's a really good feeling. So how has your music changed since moving to the province? And if you were able to speak with newcomer musicians when they first arrive in the province, what's the one piece of advice that you would give them? So the first is, has your music changed since you've been here in the province?
5: Yes, uh, I will use a very, very quick example. Coming here first time when I was 21 years old, I became El Even in my own country, I had to use a different name depending on the different location that I was not to be prosecuted. So when I first came here and people would actually refer to me as El I would be shocked. Why are they calling me my life, you know? So it gave me that courage to be myself. This place actually uh, nurtures authenticity, which is the most important thing. My first advice is to actually be yourself. I went the other way around. I perform at bars and venues, so I wanted to learn all the popular songs. In my iPad, I have more than 200 songs by artists that you know are familiar to people here. So I wanted to learn all that stuff until my friend, musicians told me, no, we want you to do 85% of your music in your language. We love it. Here and there, you can throw in Cat Stevens or Great Big C or something like that. We love the fact that you know these songs, but we don't really care that much about you learning those songs because we can do them but we can never do what you can do so being yourself and and, and playing your own music your own uh, soul your own story your own culture is absolutely amazing and it's in everything, in music, in food, in in clothing. My favorite thing to do is when I go to Farmer's Market to visit this friend of mine who sells this clothing from Rwanda or something like that. I'm not sure. It, it's beautiful. I want to wear that clothing. I don't, you know, I, I'm not that brave. But the, the
1: colors and everything
5: makes me so much happier.
1: I agree with you and I can totally understand where you're coming from because I feel the same way too when I see that. Well, it segues us to take a moment now to listen to your music. Thank you. Everybody, this is Eldon.
5: Can't you see Your face in the mirror Can't you see Your pain and sorrow Can't you see The rain in the window Can't you see Do you know without the shadows do you know men without the honor do you know that we are all alone do you know do you know do you know, do you know? And this song Lila la 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 and this song is the sound of a broken
4: soul
5: broken soul so la oh, you see la Your face in the mirror, can't you see? Your pain and sorrow, can't you see? The rain in the window, can't you see this dream? Do you know? Nights without the shadows, do you know? Men without the honor, do you know? That we are all alone, do you know? Do you know? Do you know? And this song, Lila Lila la 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 And this song is the sound of a broken soul. Broken soul. Cancel
1: Eldin, if you were to speak to somebody who's brand new, a newcomer, and they're a musician when they first arrive in the province, what's the one piece of advice that you would give to them? Reach out.
5: Ask. Don't shy away, don't stay home. There are so many musicians that will gladly help you out, talk to you, show you the ropes. I was lucky enough to meet Mr. Damien Follett or Mr. Day White, who are musicians here in town. I mean, there there are no stupid questions, only stupid answers. I would come up to them, it's like, okay, what do I need to play? Where can I play? What time do I play? Like, So they would actually teach me, okay, this is it. Now people are having supper, play soft music. Okay, after the supper, you're going to play this kind of music. So reach out reach out. Do not go at it alone. And this is the beauty of St. John's. We have an amazing community that is very supportive. There's people out there who want to see you succeed. We don't want to see anybody fail. That's the beauty of this place. We are supporting each other as much as we can. It is not easy. It's not going to be easy because of everything that's happening around the world. But the most important thing is to build your own community, reach out to people, reach out to different musicians, be open to collaborate because you really have something to teach us.
1: Very true. Very true. Well, you know, I want to say this has been my pleasure and I want to thank you for being here today with us, Eldon. It's, it's been wonderful to learn more about your music. So that's our show for today, folks. I want to thank you for joining us on Global Frequencies as we celebrate Multiculturalism Month 2022. If you would like to know more about the Association for New Canadians, please visit us at ANCNL.ca. You'll find information on many programs we have to support newcomers, free workshops and training sessions available to businesses and organizations and Multiculturalism Month events that are happening across the province through our St. John's and satellite offices. And if you want more information about the St. John's Farmer's Market, please visit sjfm.ca. And again today, we want to thank Eldon. He's come with a world of experience, a world of music, and love for everyone around the world, and especially here in St. John's. Uh, That's it for now, everybody. We'll see you next week. Take care.
0: Thank you for listening to Global Frequencies, Diverse Province, Diverse Voices. This program is presented by the Association for New Canadians, ANC, with funding from the Government of Canada and Government of Newfoundland and Labrador. The Association for New Canadians, ANC, is an organization that has helped refugees and immigrants to Newfoundland and Labrador for more than 40 years. The ANC delivers programs and services that support all aspects of newcomer integration, ranging from settlement information and orientation to language learning, skills development, and employment. If you are a newcomer in Newfoundland and Labrador and need our help, contact us, ancnl.ca. See you
5: next time.